Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Sinn Féin leader Mary Lou MacDonald, who, among other connections to Limerick, uh, studied at UL at uh, one stage, is on the line. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? Um, well, thank you. So Trina is saying, uh, Mary Lou, she's been in touch with us, uh, the British are panicking now, and they should be. They have no choice now but to lock down as they've left it far too late uh, to protect their people. I fear even their lockdown is too little too late now. Ireland has made hard, tough decisions from the start and on time. We're doing well, and I'm very hopeful that we will fare out not too badly as uh, we did uh, things more quickly and in a more determined manner than they did across the water. What would you say to Trina about that? Well, firstly, I would say to Trina that she's absolutely correct that the British position initially was absolutely reckless and and dangerous. They, they adopted a, a kind of a laissez-faire approach around herd immunity and, you know, allowing very high infection rates with the view that this would, would build, you know, um, immunity in the population. Really, really dangerous. An approach, by the way, which was unique to the British state. Uh, in, across the, the rest of the world, people took uh, a different approach, include, including here uh, in this jurisdiction. So uh, I, I share Trina's view that there is uh, certainly a, a sense of panic from Boris Johnson, that they're coming from behind uh, and that they need to get ahead of things. I, I would also say that the British position has obviously an immediate uh, relevance for us because they're our next door neighbours, but also because of the North. And we had uh, a bit of a battle royal uh, in the executive. Uh, Michelle O'Neill had to, um, you know, put, put very considerable pressure on to convince uh, colleagues on the executive that we had to move in a very, very different direction from the British one. Um, I'm glad that that has had uh, very significant results. But I would also say that we need an all-island approach for the purposes of this virus and keeping our people safe and saving lives. We have to understand that the, the population of the island is one population. And people will recall, uh, particularly people in agriculture, back uh, when we had BSE and when we had to uh, protect the national herd on our livestock, we had a, an all-island fortress Ireland position and now that it is human health that is in the balance we absolutely need an all island a singular calm purposeful thoughtful uh, approach that gives people the assurance that uh, leadership is being uh, offered that the decisions some of them are very very hard decisions uh, are being taken and that the state the government every arm of the state now needs to step up and protect workers, families and right, communities. Right. And on that basis, as you say, the North now is ahead of the South in terms of the form of lockdown that's in place. Um, the reporting that we're getting suggests that uh, the meeting that's happening, I think, as we speak, uh, will lead to the announcement of further restrictions, but maybe not go as far as a full lockdown. Well, can I say, I, I don't, um, Joe, I don't like the term lockdown. I, I, I think there's enough anxiety in the community as things stand without using kind of melodramatic language uh, like that. I, I do, however, believe that we are now at a point where 
delay in taking the decisions that need to be taken uh, could prove extremely dangerous. That's certainly the lesson that has been learned in other countries. Look no further than Italy for evidence of that. Um, and I think that now is the time for us to suspend everything other than essential business. Um, there was a lot of commentary, Joe, over the weekend around people congregating on beaches and parks and so on. Um, and we need to straighten that out. Uh, that means that the advice, which still holds that outdoor gatherings of 500 are, are okay, that's, that's crazy in, in these times, that needs to be rescinded. Um, I think a, a bigger problem, perhaps, that, that hasn't been so much spoken about is the fact that even families and, and workers who have done everything by the book and who have, you know, observed physical distancing and who at the weekend blew kisses to their mammy or their granny at a distance to, to ensure people's safety, the tens of thousands of those same people went back into workplaces where physical distancing isn't possible and where they feel very, very much at risk. And I know I have had, uh, I've lost count of the number of people who have been in touch with me directly and with our people right across uh, the country to say, look, I'm afraid that I go to work and I'm at risk and that I'm bringing the virus home. I mean, that's an intolerable situation. So we're all agreed that we need to get ahead of this virus, that we need to flatten the curve, that we need to disrupt transmission of the virus and that means keeping away from each other while keeping in touch with each other if you follow me uh, and we need to follow then the logic of that position and that means now that we need to make um, the decision to put business uh, and normal service on hold uh, into suspension um, for the, the, the greater okay. good and of course for us to do that Joe we have to have absolutely the correct income supports for workers, for the self-employed and so on. And we've been talking to government on that. We've put forward our own proposal, right. which I think um, is the best way of handling it. We're chatting to Mary Lou MacDonald, the Sinn Féin leader. How would you define essential business and non-essential business? So the essentials are, um, and they're, they're working on this uh, in, in Britain and, and in the North. So food, obviously production, and um, people have to feed themselves. So food, medicines, fuel, uh, all of our blue light services are essential public service. Those are the essentials. In other words, the things that we need to have um, access to in a time of national emergency in the context of a global pandemic, um, the things that, that mean that families and communities can keep the light on, keep bread on the table and have access to the services that we need for our safety, for our community safety, and for our health and welfare. Okay, because obviously there are a lot of things, I mean, for example, simple one, uh, the Brothers of Charity were on with us in the last hour and talking about the service that they provide. Um, uh, Mary's in touch, not in a business context, but she's saying, hi, Joe, just to say both my parents are elderly uh, with my dad needing extra care. They have home help for an hour in the morning and yeah. 30 minutes in the evening, but they need support during the day. So a member of the family does have to be present. It's a real dilemma for us, but we can't of abandon course. them. Of course. And look, this is the, this is the dilemma, um, you know, for so many families. First of all, um, carers, and home health are, are part of that, that, that incredible group of women and men uh, in our caring and our health services to whom we owe just the enormous, most enormous uh, 
debt of gratitude. Uh, and I, I hope that we will repay that in the future by ensuring that they're always well treated and well paid. And in the here and now, of course, Mary's parents uh, and others have to have access to those services and those supports. And the pitiable thing is that the home health bars are, are so modest. Uh, and I, I, I understand entirely that support from the wider family is necessary uh, to, to, for, for the caring duties. I would say take advice from your from your uh, doctor. Um, I would suggest that um, obviously every precaution is observed in terms of hand hygiene, uh, coughing etiquette, all of those things uh, coming and going, and then keep it to a minimum uh, in terms of the interaction that that is had. And that's really difficult. I mean, I've struggled with this in, in terms of my own mother, uh, who lives on her own. Thank God she's in she's in good health. Um, but striking the balance between contact and staying away is really, really difficult for all of us, and all the more difficult uh, when, when somebody needs specific help and, and support. The other thing is, uh, obviously, with the best will in the world, this cannot be policed in the normal sense. If fuller restrictions come in, you know, Angarashi O'Connor can do a certain amount, helped by others. But uh, the restrictions that we're now looking at will only operate by the consent of people listening. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%, Joe. 100%. And that means that um, certainly we need to accept it. So where I believe we need to be is in a situation where uh, we put normal business into suspension. We keep uh, the, the, the absolute essentials up and running. We stay away from each other, but we keep in touch with each other. That's really, really important. That we still have uh, access to our outdoor spaces so you can still go for a walk, go for a run, go for a cycle, get the oxygen and the fresh air into your lungs and get a stretch in your legs because that's really important, not just for your physical health, but for your mental health also in, in times of high anxiety. But we have to do all of that in a responsible way and exercise a level of consideration, but also basic cop on. Mm. So going out to have a walk is is great. You, you shouldn't be making arrangements to meet 10 of your mates to do it. That's that's against uh, the, the, the common good. Uh, but certainly with a member of your family or on your own uh, and you find a place that is not overrun with people. It's a matter of just using common sense. But you see, this is where leadership is important because you can send out a mixed message that, to the population um, that outdoor gatherings of 500 are okay, but keep away from each other in the local park. There has to be a, a coherence in the message. And I believe if we can iron out the anomalies and those mixed messages, I believe, and honest to God, for the, the vast, vast majority of people really want to do the right thing. And I include in that, by the way, Joe, young people, because I know they've come in for some criticism on the basis of the the, the, the bad behaviour, the irresponsible behaviour of, of the few. The vast, vast majority of younger people get this and once it's explained and once there's a consistency mm. in in how we how we behave. And, and the other thing is, uh, we're chatting to Mary Lou McDonald, the leader of Sinn Féin this morning, um, that if this were in any other set of circumstances, we would all, yourself included, be screaming blue murder. Uh, what we are asking here is, you know, a fundamental curtailment, as you say, for the common good of people's freedoms, and they were hard won. Um, so, how long do you think 
this will last. And is there any argument that it should be done on a regional basis? I think the legislation allows for that. You know, Dublin, obviously bigger population as well, but has more cases than other parts of the country. Well, look, um, we are in extraordinary times. Um, of that there is no doubt. Last week uh, we passed legislation which affords to the Minister extraordinary powers, which you're right, in in normal circumstances people would be outraged at the the notion uh, that your your movement could be curtailed. Um, But the stakes now for all of us couldn't be higher. Life and death are in the balance here and that's not an exaggeration. If our health services become overrun and God knows in your part of the world, in Limerick you know that we have had difficulties with trolley counts and waiting lists in normal circumstances. And we're asking that same service to step up as it will, without a doubt, to care for all of us. Uh, But we have to play our part and we have to ensure that we do everything we can to avoid the system becoming overwhelmed, our intensive care services becoming overwhelmed. Um, So that means that we need to take uh, extraordinary measures, which will not last forever but certainly will last for a number of weeks. Um, It could last for a short number of months. I'll be honest with you, Joe. nobody can be exacting in in the timing uh, of this. But what we absolutely know is that if we do the right things, as challenging as they are, we will certainly um, make a a huge contribution to slowing this virus down, um, to slowing transmission and to saving... To, to save and may we have to look at region by region and, and differences I, I think you have to I mean where, where clusters uh, emerge uh, and where you have to respond uh, it to a, a particular uh, region or a particular city yes absolutely I think we have to have the latitude to do that not for us to be heavy handed or for the state to be heavy handed this is about protecting people This is about keeping people alive. And you see, the trade-off in all of this then, Joe, is very, very important because everybody remembers the crisis that we had a decade ago and we moved in and and ordinary people bailed out the banks to the tune of $64 and then you had cutbacks and hardship and the scars of which communities and families still bear. You see, this time around, the state, the government, the entire apparatus of government needs to step in now to support workers, communities and families. So that means that there cannot be any eviction. Nobody should lose the roof over their head in the course of this crisis. That means cutting rents. It means freezing them. It means that we need a freeze on mortgages. It means that the banks now need to step up. And if you like, it's almost payback time now for the public. What they've currently offered is completely woefully unacceptable and inadequate. So we we need to sort out uh, that. And we need to ensure that in terms of welfare and income support, that we make it possible for workers and for employers, for small and medium-sized businesses that are the backbone of the Irish economy, that we make it possible financially uh, for those businesses and workers to do the right things and to do them in a way that when we come out of the crisis, as we most certainly will come out of this crisis, that we are in the best possible position to kickstart again business and commerce and trade. So that that basket of things. So I think once people understand that the state, the government, all of us in leadership will do everything within our power to protect people 
health-wise, to protect people's lives, but also financially to ensure that nobody comes out of this um, in a desperate personal death. Once we make those moves, then I think the issue of people consenting and understanding why everything has happened happening becomes much, much more clear. Okay. All right. Well, listen, thank you. I hope the health is good in the family after the last few weeks. Absolutely. Well. Good. Absolutely. And likewise to yourself, Joe. Stay safe and stay well. All right. Thank you. That's Mary Lou MacDonald, uh, the leader of Sinn Féin. Call Limerick today now on 461995.